1: Exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time.
0: Good evening, dear friends. I am your head, Mr. Stefan Gearhart. And I am your co-mister, the man with no name, Lance Wayne. And we are the misters of the dark. Join us as we discuss everything from horror books, films... And even pretty princesses. Ah! Join us every other Tuesday in our dilapidated mansion. You never know what's going to happen next. Only on the Fearscape Media Network. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good laugh.
1: You've heard us talk about all the amazing books we've been able to listen to on Audible. Everything from fiction, to sci-fi, to true crime, and more. Audible is the leader in the audiobook industry with a library of over 200,000 audiobooks. Start listening now by going to fearscapepodcast.com slash audible. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Happy that you're able to join us as we continue to explore and try to understand the strange phenomenon that seems to exist all over the world. Stefan and I are on a journey and we share that journey with you.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another fantastically frightening and fun-filled episode of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast here on the Fearscape Media Network. I am your host, Stefan Gearhart, and I am joined, as always, by the uh, man with the plan who happens to have two left hands, Mr. Josh Rutledge. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing fantastic. And, you know, it's glad my name's not Dan either, so...
0: Yeah, it, it, it or, could or have been. Or
1: Stan. Or Stan, yeah. right, Or Rand. Right. I also feel like all of the Fs that were used in the description of the show, mm-hmm. that uh, we should just change it to like Fearscape Phenomenal Fodcast
0: or something. Yeah, just- I thought you were going to say Fearscape fairnormal Fodcast. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't no um, i didn't uh no you didn't and i appreciate it uh we've got a really great show tonight uh as we usually do according to our fans the blanket huggers out there we appreciate your love um we are actually uh guest free for a minute it's been a while i
1: know uh, it's been a little bit yeah just even be the... then
0: we're booked like through like june or some. Somewhere.
1: yeah like i'm i'm pretty much the middle of june is how far we're booked out so yeah, so we, we got some. We got great, a lot going on. We got some great guests coming too.
0: Oh yeah, you think Tyler Strand was crazy? You wait till you see what we got lined up. <laughs> like you don't even know. Um, but anyways, yeah, we're gonna be talking about uh, a topic that we've talked about on the show numerous times, but have not done a deep dive into. Yeah. That's
1: Oh. covered in depth.
0: Yeah. yeah, not at all. And I have really been wanting to so that we could get our names on the Men in Black uh, spot list one more time. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Majestic 12. That's right. Yep. The M12. Or... Not the Majestic, the movie with um, Jim Carrey, which is no. a highly underrated movie, by the way. Also not not to be
1: confused with the M80, which also is explosive like the M- Majestic
0: 12, but <laughs> A different <laughs> type of explosion. Uh do not drop M eighties into your uh school's toilet. Um uh, don't don't put M eighties in mailboxes.
1: Or mouths. <laughs> well, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> whoever did that yeah, that's, they're not well, alive whoever anymore. did
0: that's not talking to us. Well they're also not alive anymore. That's why they're not talking to us right <laughs> if they well, want to talk to us and be a zombie they can go over to mr well <laughs> or the ouija board maybe or the ouija maybe one, board yeah maybe I, we can if, make contact what if they somebody. still carried that over into the other realm though and they were just like because it's just skin hitting like neck like it's all
1: well that's an interesting thought do ghosts talk with their mouths
0: i don't know <laughs> Do they have vocal cords
1: well yeah that's that's the thing do, or do they just interpret the
0: ether to speak i mean this is why people listen to us because <laughs> we, we have questions and thoughts that no one nobody in talks the, about. the community yeah. has ever thought to ask do ghosts have vocal cords
1: yeah i don't know i mean i vocal cords are a very physical thing so
0: right or or is it just an amplification of their soul
1: or is it just thought processing processing. (laughs) you know and then it comes out as whatever they're thinking it should come out as
0: so then is it audible or is it all in the brain so like could a deaf person still communicate with a ghost
1: could a deaf person who is a ghost communicate could a can a mute who was a mute in life speak in afterlife
0: like what can a ghost be deaf like now i'm really curious like that's why it won't <laughs> leave your house like when you've done the in the name of jesus in the name of Allah, or whatever you've got on hand and it don't leave it's because it's a deaf ghost it just didn't hear you you need to write that shit down like <laughs> it's like well name of yeah god I mean, it, almighty leave my house oh i'm sorry
1: I saw something the other day and somebody was like, um, all y'all that are doing uh, a sage in your house with the door closed, that all the spirits are just like running around inside your house and like can't get out. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, That's funny. Or if they're like they were just halfway through the wall when the sage hit them. It's like so half of them stuck in one side of the room. Yeah. (laughs) The other half is like dissipating
1: <laughs> it reminds me of uh that movie that uh frighteners with uh michael, michael j fox, fox yeah when uh guys like trying to come through the door and he gets stuck mm-hmm. and he's like come on man in or out so
0: dude that's one of my favorite dan Aykroyd cameos of all time because he was basically a ghostbuster like <laughs> he basically played race dance is essentially what it came down to what was that? What, Dan Aykroyd was in that movie? Yeah, he shows up. Or, or am I thinking of Casper? Hold on. Dan Aykroyd's not in the Frighteners. I, I swear he, he's either in it or I'm thinking of Casper the Friendly Ghost, which would be really dumb right now if I got those two movies mixed up, which I didn't because I do enjoy the Frighteners quite a bit. I don't,
1: I, I don't think I've ever. I mean, I've watched the Frighteners like 100 plus times. I don't think I've ever seen Dan Aykroyd.
0: Well, that's because you're 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 stupid. That's why. <laughs> no, well, not other. sugarcoat it. Nope, not gonna sugarcoat it at all. You suck. Sarah and I Ghostbusters. Why they got just his writer stuff? I want his actor stuff. I'm telling
1: you, he was not in the frighteners.
0: Okay, that's why I said it may be, uh, it may be Casper. I, I said also when you
1: said when you said okay that's just there. You were channeling a little bit of Minnesota, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I actually – so I work in a call center uh, for my day job, and uh, I actually dealt with a lot of people from Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota today. Um, So And, oh, uh, it was Casper, um, by the way. Uh, I told you. And not only was it legit Casper, but he also did indeed play – dr raymond stance so it was a cameo from the actual ghostbuster so even cooler i'm just saying so casper and the ghostbusters world same universe boom boom you heard it here first on fearscape
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we went from do ghosts have vocal cords to Dan Aykroyd was in Casper and Ghostbusters are in the same universe
0: in the same universe not Frighteners and I apologize Um, I will never live that down Um, but anyways I want to get moving on um, so we can get to the Majestic 12 by getting to our first segment of the week as usual uh, the psychic word of the week and now the psychic word Of the week Alright, Psychic Word of the Week As usual, comes from the Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary from June G. Bletzer, PhD Rest in peace, honey bear Rest in peace, honey bear Rest in peace peace. Um, uh, So as usual, we flip through the pages And it's really interesting, and I'm going to share this What happened pre-show, because a lot of times I'll, I'll flip before the show so I don't have to think about it Put a bookmark in there and, uh, which I had done, I had it already ready to go. And you were like, oh, I wish you hadn't had it ready to go. I was going to give you a page number and I was going to say 46, which is always funny because your numbers are always like two digits. So it's always like a, um, but anyways, um, I was like, well, that's <laughs> hilarious because the page that I had chosen was 464. Um, so a palindrome there, we've yeah. got a, a four, six, four, but 46 it's right there. It's like, whew man that's the closest we've ever got to i
1: sent you a number what is it <laughs> well actually i the, the closest we ever got was the number was 42 and you said it was 24
0: 24 yeah see it's palindromes or yeah. rehearsals or yeah. whatever uh, but anyways uh so the very first phrase that caught my eye was this one here that says personality transformation uh and it's in quotations and so possibly this was created by this person i i I don't understand um it says marilyn ferguson so we might need to uh, research her a little bit Mm. Uh, but anyways it says anything that disrupts the system of one's life has the potential for triggering a marked change in a movement toward greater maturity openness and strength for example personal stress can be an agent of transformation close relations with someone whose views are different a book which shakes one's beliefs a move to a foreign country, a promotion, a sudden death in the close family, etc. The object is to fuse emotion with the intellect, and the brain will integrate and transcend that old lifestyle and bring beneficial changes in the mind, brain, body, in life d- direction, and bring a feeling of self worth. Hmm. That's very interesting. Uh, you know, I, I would say that's fits a lot along the lines of us and kind of our personal walk, both growing up very Christian, um, to yeah. kind of having a very different, and let me rephrase that by saying, um, Catholic and evangelical Christian. Yeah. Um, uh, which both polar opposites of the same spectrum. Uh, right. You but, know, but,
1: but, but, but Christ- Christianity is a lot like coffee. There's a lot of different
0: flavors out there. Right. Um, but the two that we grew up in are very, uh, fenced in so to speak um, there's not yeah. a lot of growth for change um and things like that so there's a lot of old taboos and things like that but we have a friend um who recently kind of came on board to the topic of alien life form and i think that's a perfect example of a personality transformation right there because yeah. it, it shook him to his core value because some of this information that he got came from someone he loved very much and trusted very very much yet mm-hmm. shared similar beliefs right and so for them to kind of let him in on on this idea of what's out there uts and ets and things like that uh you know his two biased friends were no longer biased so <laughs> it's very interesting to see well, how and- that friend has changed
1: Yeah. And I mean, just, you know, think about um, for for a lot of folks, the show Hellier uh, did that for a lot of people. Right. It it changed the mindset of thinking.
0: For sure. Um, Just in the paranormal community, you're starting to see these people that refused to see a connection or or a paranormal at a crossroads or anything like that. They refuse to see that now or all of a sudden because of Hellier and things like that are being shaken to their core when they're realizing that a UFO flap happened at the same time as a mass Sasquatch sighting.
1: Hmm. So really really quick, I want to call out, I looked up Marilyn Ferguson. Ooh,
0: I was wondering if you
1: were. um, So she's an American author uh, and public speaker, and she's best known for her 1980 book, The Aquarian Conspiracy, uh, which is connected with the New Age movement. Um, But she... There's some really fantastic quotes here that they pulled out from her, mm-hmm. and, and I just want to read a couple. So your past is not your potential. In any hour, you can choose to liberate the future.
0: Amen. Um, the next I, one. I'm having. A, excuse me. I'm, I'm in the middle of personality <laughs> transformation. Right now.
1: You're um, well, 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 then get ready for the next one.
0: Okay, shake me to my core.
1: Ultimately, we know deeply that the other side of every fear is a freedom.
0: Like freedom fries?
1: No, like freedom of the fear, I
0: guess. Oh, okay. No. Hey, um, we to see if she's still alive. Uh, no, she's offense. not. If, she oh. died, in t- died in 2008. Man, we're going to have to get a Ouija board just to get on her <laughs> and Junji Blitzer just so I can I know. get them on the show. She she's,
1: she's dubbed the apostle of the new age.
0: Ooh, ooh, that's a nice uh little moniker to have there. Yeah. I'm not mad so, at that at all. Very So dangerous. like I
1: might might have to see if I can if the Aquarian conspiracy is on like, you know, Audible or something. Mm-hmm. So
0: Speaking of which, um Tyler Strand recommended The Philosopher's Stone by Peter Marshall yep. last week. I found a copy of it on Thrift uh thriftbooks.com. It came in today, and it's a fat book. I didn't realize it was going to be that fat. It's a real thick (laughs) book.
1: (laughs) Does the first uh, line say it was the best of times? Uh,
0: No, but it's definitely a big book, and uh, whatever copy I've got is either Canadian or British because there's no monetary value on the back besides um, British money and uh, Canadian money. Uh, (laughs) Very, very cool. Anyways, let's let's move on. Let's move on. All right. Uh, well, let's move on. It's very different this week. We're gonna move on to um, a little bit of spooky news. I know we haven't had that in a minute, besides the creepy ketchup we had, but we've got two pretty cool stories, and so let's go ahead and get into a little bit of spooky news. <music> All right. So, uh, like we said, we got some spooky news, and we haven't had that um, in a minute, but we couldn't pass up the things that we've we've been finding. In Uh, a New York
1: minute. Yeah,
0: In a New York minute. Ooh. Things will change. Things will change. (laughs) Um, The first one, I actually got sent this. um, I still collect them just in case we get some really great stories, but this one came from some friends in Kentucky uh, because there was like two or three ufo sightings uh within the same night uh in the same area um and so this comes from uh wkdq.com uh the number one for new country um and it says possible ufo sighting in evansville was also seen in louisville kentucky uh, and here's here's what the story says um, during the month of February, the number of possible UFO reports was higher than normal. Now, that's something we said as well, that February yeah. was a hot month that um, says no one is sure why that is or how to explain it. Uh, and after posting an article about possible UFO sightings around the country and here in Evansville, I received a message on Facebook from a woman in Louisville who saw the very same lights on the same night that they were recorded in Evansville that we reported on uh, Erica and her family love to study the stars. They have telescopes and equipment set up to see all that is happening. And they actually sent me two remarkable videos. Uh, the videos are pretty interesting. Um, and uh, like I said, WKDQ.com and you should be able to just put in UFO sighting Louisville. It should pop up there. Um, but she goes on to say that um or she kind of shares then the original article and so uh she says that she had an encounter when she was 10 years old which was really interesting uh to then (laughs) recently see these lights pop up in evansville kentucky Um, She said that she was in a trance watching these lights moving slowly over her, the lights flew away together very fast, the lights made tails of the lights behind them just like in the movies and then suddenly they were gone and she never saw them again. Um, And then uh, she who's this is the reporter that saw this. She then started noticing that people were posting other people were posting that they had seen these strange uh, lights in the skies over Evansville, Indiana. Um, There's another person here who has a video. um, And of course, this got brought up right around the exact same time that the American Airlines pilot happened to see. Uh, the the UAP while he was flying to Phoenix from Cincinnati over that exact same area and so uh, she kind of did some research and she feels like um, that the plane um, if she had done the trajectory right that uh, around the time everyone was seeing those lights uh, the plane probably would have been nearby so she wonders if yeah, back the UAP followed that plane, and the pilot just didn't see it until he got over New Mexico. So that's very kinda, possible. That's kind of crazy. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. kind of crazy. Well, uh, but, I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it would I mean if it had followed it that far, and then, um, you know, then decided to it was no longer interesting, or you know, whatever. I don't know, but. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, that comes from Leslie Morgan over at WKD. Uh, I keep wanting to say dookie but DQ. <laughs> Get your Dairy Queen on. Um, that's so Evansville, right? Am I right? um <laughs> anyways, uh, so I have another story, uh, and Josh, you actually sent this one to me. Um, another UFO sighting, and you know we don't usually cover this much UFO sightings, especially in in spooky news, because we you know a lot of times have our UAP sighting of the week, but good god there's been a flap lately yeah. and it's so interesting with you know all the information about disclosure supposedly happening soon it's it's weird that we're starting to get a flap yeah. again or the media is just starting to get interested in it again because right. of the all the that's, stuff happening that's in, in,
1: probably more so the case that which it's, it's attracting so with. much interest and so now quote-unquote mainstream media is interested in so. Exactly.
0: Um, well, anyways, this one doesn't come from the United States, so bunk to that theory. Um, this comes from the Irish Times. IrishTimes.com, you can go there. Uh, the headline reads, UFO reported streaking across Irish skies on Friday morning. Uh, pilots saw bright lights streaking across the sky at an astronomical speed. Uh, here's that story. The Irish Aviation Authority is investigating an unidentified flying object ufo which streaked across the sky on friday morning and disappeared several commercial aircraft reported seeing at least one bright light with one pilot stating that the ufo was going at an astronomical speed of at least mach 2 which is twice as fast as a commercial jetliner so here we are and several aircraft so several aircraft are seeing this, not just one, not you know, not one pilot. A number of them saw right. this. The article continues on: if there are little green men and women visiting Earth for the first time, they have proved to be very elusive. The British Airways seven eighty seven call sign Speedbird ninety four radioed Shannon Air Traffic Control at six forty seven a.m. asking if there were any military exercises off the west coast of Ireland. A pilot recounted. "'It was moving so fast. "'It appeared on our left-hand side and rapidly veered to the north. "'We saw a bright light, and then it just disappeared at a very high speed. "'We were just wondering. "'We didn't think it was likely political. "'We were just wondering what it might be,' she added. "'A Shannon air traffic controller responded, "'There's nothing showing on either primary or secondary radar.'" A pilot from a Virgin Airlines plane, call sign Virgin 76, came onto air traffic control and suggested that it might be a meteor or another object making some kind of re-entry. There appeared to be multiple objects following the same sort of trajectory. They were very bright from where we were. The pilot also confirmed that he had seen two bright lights that seemed to bank over to the right and climb away at speed at least from our perspective. And a third pilot responded, Glad it wasn't me. An IAA spokesman said the authority is investigating the incident and will file a report. Uh, They said, This report will be investigated under the normal confidential occurrence investigation process. The spokesman added that it was unlikely, however, to be aliens from another planet. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Well, you know, I mean, I'll say I don't.
1: I don't know that I want to draw conclusions that it's aliens from another planet. You know, we, it could be a number of
0: different things. Which we talk about a lot. Quit saying right. that it's always aliens because yeah. it might be Russians. It might be, right. uh, might be, uh, Daros. We don't know. We don't know.
1: But the, the, the not knowing is the, is the really interesting part. Interesting <clears throat> I, and
0: fun, I guess. <laughs>
1: and I don't, I don't think that like when we get to, you know, you mentioned disclosure. I don't think when we get to, to June or whatever it is, that they're going to come out and be like, yep, aliens, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, you guys, you I know, the guy with the crazy hair on the History Channel, he's been right all this time. Mm, they're just going to go, um,
0: yep, we still don't know what it is, but there's some yeah. unidentified stuff out there.
1: Either, yeah, either one or two things is going to happen. <laughs> either, either they're going to come out and say, you know what? Some of these things are ours. Let's unveil them. They're now craft for our, our, you know, our, our space program, Space Force. Yeah. Uh, Or, you know, and then some of them we don't know what they are and then blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, it is
0: very interesting timing that Space Force is out now that we're looking closer to disclosure. Uh, Jeremy McGowan, who we had on two weeks ago, uh, dropped a video talking about uh that document that came out saying that we're you know getting you know what i think we're like at what 60 days or something now yeah something uh, to like disclosure that or something i don't yeah. remember supposedly um he 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 even stated he's like it's not gonna be what you want it to be yeah
1: i mean well and i don't we talked about before i think but it, it's not it's not uh, it's not a disclosure it's uh for them to produce a report with their findings so mm-hmm. If their findings is, we haven't found man, we ain't found shit. We ain't then- <laughs> found
0: shit.
1: <laughs> Hashtag spaceballs. Then you know, um, then that's that's the report, but I mean, we don't get it, anything it, from it.
0: And so. what I worry about is that it's going to end up being like uh, the, it was the Brookings report. Is that what it was called? The the one yeah. the grouping of people the one- that. Basically, yeah. said no, there's nothing here. They basically took all the Project Blue Book stuff, everything, and then basically said, No, none it, of it works. That wasn't the Brookings report, that was the Condon report.
1: Uh, the Brookings report is the one that that did the study and said the american people aren't ready oh that they world. would panic they,
0: would, they panic. would
1: panic and so you have to keep this all a secret and blah blah blah
0: right. but that didn't and then come it, out till way later but yeah it was yeah. the condon report then i guess is yeah. the one and yeah that's the one that said they took all that information and it was made up with people that you were like why would we put them in this so, right
1: <laughs> Yeah, you know, and the big thing around the condon report is the guy that the con you know the guy dr condon mm-hmm. um He did a press conference before uh, the report was released and said, you know, I think this is all a bunch of, you know, bogus bullshit or whatever. And then he said, but I'm not supposed to come to that conclusion for another two weeks.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So It's It's like so messed up, man. And that essentially ended uh, governmental research, public research. Yeah. Phenomenon. So. Right. Public research. Public research. Because
1: we know now from that 2017 article that they've been operating with a tip and all that kind of stuff for for many
0: years so okay Um, but yeah you know so i don't know it's just there's all this stuff and i and i worry that the same thing's gonna happen it is now and and i mean it's it's just frustrating and it's weird that it's a part of a covid relief bill and it's just again i
1: so so i i really believe what, what i said uh last week that this is in my opinion, uh, Marco Rubio pushing for this was basically him saying, "Hey guys, I'm ready to be read in." Yeah. And so this is my, you know, application, if you will, to show that I'm interested. It's not going to go anywhere. To show you are not going to get we any all Ted
0: Cruz yeah. is an alien.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anything, all this is going to produce is probably an, a, another bill that gets introduced to fund further the aep investigation
0: which so. is fine too um but yeah it's weird and, and mitch mcconnell i mean his skin is too loose there's obviously an alien behind all that skin
1: <laughs> <laughs> that reminds, do you remember do you remember in high school when my brother jed would like pull the skin oh yeah. away from his and uh, we, and, yeah. you know we convinced uh, my brother stewart that you and he were you and my brother jed were aliens and i feel like and, i remember yeah. that and you were like, <clears throat> we're from the planet Nimnock. Yep. Which yep. happens to I be remember now. <laughs> uh, con men spelled backwards. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Next time I talk to your brothers, dude, I'm going to be like, I'm still from Nimnock.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, because Jed could, like, pull his, like, neck skin, like, way down where it mm-hmm. looked like, you know, he was like, yeah, this is a mask. So.
0: Oh, this is why we're not those alive. were the days. That's why we weren't allowed to babysit.
1: <laughs> well, that and we... Would lock them in the bathroom whenever they uh, were fighting.
0: So. Yeah, <laughs> work it out. <laughs> Just turn the <laughs> faucet on. I don't want to hear it. Um, anyway, let's get, let's get yeah. moving on, man. Yeah, so very interesting bits of spooky news. It was really good to have that back. There's a flap happening right now, and we're going to be keeping our eyes to the skies. <laughs> Um, and uh, But anyways, let's get moving on. We're going to do one more uh, segment before we get to our topic and our ad break. Uh, and we're going to uh, wrap things up uh, with this first half with Cryptid of the Week. Hi, hey, y'all. It's the Jersey Devil. Hope y'all are ready to meet some of my friends. Cryptid. Don't you can't give it away yet. Okay, I'm gonna sit patiently with my hooves. Okay, so Cryptid of the Week. Jersey Devil is think- super excited. Okay. Does, does Jersey Devil sit
1: like a dog where like it haunches its rear legs and sits with the you know front legs? Well or- it
0: it just depends if he's recently eight or not, and I'm not uh, gonna get okay. into details. Um I uh, again, um shared custody needs to happen. <laughs> Well, maybe he can come back with me when I, you know, come out there. so <laughs> Oh, that would be great. You know what? I don't like you. Well, I well, okay, Josh. What do we got? What do we got for crypto? Deloitte?
1: Yeah. So uh, we have the uh, Toronto Tunnel Monster.
0: Ooh. Okay. I like tunnels. I like Toronto. Both of the and monsters are cool. So uh,
1: also, I, I will say that uh, if uh, if if Mr. Tyler Strain is listening to this, his next location might be Toronto because yeah. Um <laughs> the so a little bit of back history before we actually get into the cryptid um, Toronto uh, the whole area of Toronto used to be just like a bunch of creeks and tributaries and all this kind of like it's it's one of the most watery areas like it's just it's just filled with different types of creeks and tributaries mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff that feed down. And <clears throat> when they uh, when they started building the city, They decided to you know bury basically the waterways um, and and build the city over top of them Mm -hmm. and so there are all these of course there's like sewer tunnels and stuff like that but then when you get down past the the city built drainage systems then you get into just the natural waterways of the area so um, back in 1978 is the first um, sighting uh, or account of the uh, tunnel monster, <clears throat> and I'm going to try to read that uh, that uh, that story here. But um, basically, it was a warm summer's day in August of 1978. Uh, incidentally, that was the month and year I was born. So <clears throat> um,
0: beautiful, um, yeah. You are the the tunnel monster.
1: I am. Well, you know, if you think about that as a euphemism, I probably am. So, Trust me, um, I'm from Nemnak. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when a Toronto area man had experience with a strange creature that would forever change his life. Ernest, uh, he would only allow his first name to be used was a soft-spoken 51 year old at the time of his harrowing experience. He and his wife of 19 years had been raising a litter of kittens. One of the kittens apparently disappeared and Ernest decided to search for it in the vicinity of their Uh, parliament street apartment close by. He stumbled upon an opening to a dark cave and crawled approximately 10 feet inwards. This is where he said, I saw a living nightmare that I'll never forget. Armed only with a flashlight, Ernest encountered a creature of unknown origin. He described the monster as long and thin, almost like a monkey three foot long, large teeth, Weighted maybe 30 pounds with slate gray fur.
0: Hmm. However, so hold on, three feet, like fur gray looking? Yep. Sounds like a goblin.
1: Um, It says, however, its eyes were what truly stood out. They were orangish red and slanted. Hmm. So that also kind of sounds almost like the gray type of eye. You know, I'm talking about that kind of slanted, Uh, gray eye and then the orange and red could be you know him shining his flashlight off of eyes so um, he said uh, Ernest spoke reluctantly with reporters uh, as to what occurred next he said the creature spoke to him Mm. he said I'll never forget it it said go away go away in a hissing voice then it took off down a long tunnel off to the
0: side wonder if it had a canadian accent if it was like go away eh? go away <laughs> eh? or if it was midwest like could he could he pick out the region or i don't know does it have vocal cords josh <laughs> or is it all telepathic <laughs>
1: yeah, who knows so he said he you know he got out of there as soon as he could he was shaking with fear um he didn't come forward to the media he confided in a friend who went to the media <laughs> because you know that's what friends do i guess um, and then that's they better than
0: what happened to me. People just went to church and told on me. <laughs> that's why you're the Jersey Devil and not right. the Jersey Angel. Well, but also,
1: you know, I mean, the Jersey Devil does have a hockey team.
0: This is true. This is true.
1: I mean, the Toronto Tunnel uh, Monster uh, doesn't have a, anything
0: unless that's Canadian slang maple leaf. Just means <laughs> tunnel monster. <laughs> I don't think so. That's a
1: bit of a stretch, oh, no. um, but anyway. So, so one of the things that that they think, so that's basically the the the, the encounter. Um, they did like take the, a news reporter went down uh, to the tunnel where uh, Ernie uh, had seen the thing, and they pointed it out. They did find like kind of like a half decomposing cat in the area, and Ernie said that. Um, he had heard sounds of like Animals whimpering and stuff In the area which Made him fear that that's where his kitten was And that's why he climbed into the tunnel To begin with um, But uh, on uh, Cryptids.fandom.com uh, They talk about it potentially Being a May um, Gwaisi Okay Which right. is Algonquin mythology uh, the Maymeguesi are small riverbank dwelling water spirits
0: oh, did we cover them in our Native American creatures episode because that sounds super familiar or it's something similar to them
1: something similar probably although we, we did talk about a lot of different water spirits yeah. um, but it, it says that they're generally benign creatures but sometimes blow canoes astray or steal things when they are not shown proper respect which I mean if a city built over top of their natural habitat you know so yeah um but anyway so yeah that's that's a thought of what it could be kind of relating back to native american uh mythology so yeah i mean the 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 artist depiction based on what ernie saw uh also kind of looks like a chupacabra a
0: little bit yeah a little bit
1: so but again i mean we've, we've talked about it before we've I can't remember who all we've talked about it with. Uh, I think Ken Gerhard was probably the first one we talked about it with, but um, <clears throat> all of these different names of things uh, could all be the same thing. They just uh, have yeah. different names in different regions. You I've know, actually so.
0: heard a lot of compare. Well, like whenever you look up the Popelick monster, there tends to always be some sort of reference to the tunnel monster of Toronto, aka the Cabbage Town Tunnel Monster. Oh, you mentioned it, cabbage. That's what I was going to say. Is that this tricky that y'all did that because we know that in like a week it's St. Patty's Day. So corned beef and cabbage, I get why you guys do it.
1: No, no, no. Please take him. <laughs> I'll take him back to New Jersey. He's not allowed. But um one of the things that i will say that this is also sounds a lot of like like you called out the goblin but also those uh monkey cats that you all used to yeah, talk that about that was on
0: kentucky yes yeah. natasha and i yeah yep, very much so and that comes up quite a bit too these these it's like a, if you mixed a cat and an ape together um Is essentially that and I mean in fact like when I was doing research back in the day after Santosh saw what we saw and heard the stories we heard um, I had found a a story that happened in like Malaysia or something like that where this creature that they could only define as a monkey cat is is very similar to all of this but furry had ears Mm. came barreling from the forest into this small town and just pummeled it like Jesus at the temple like it was like Craziness. Man. Wow. So, yeah, so that's our cryptid of the week. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Check out tunnel monster of, uh, Toronto there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, that's where we're at Josh. So let's go ahead and move on. Let's get to our quick ad break here. Um, so that we can, you know, this is a ways, uh, to either check out what we got going on in the network or ways to help support us. Um, you know, you can do all that jazz and, uh, we'll be right back with the majestic 12. Ghost in the attic spies in the basement is a paranormal true crime podcast. If you enjoy tales of horror, lore, and the unexplained, murders, mystery, and so much more, tune into our bi-weekly podcast. With us, your hosts, Anna Temperley and Lindsay Behe, coming March 17th to the Fearscape Media Podcast Network, available on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever else you may listen to your podcasts.
1: From Fearscape Media... Here, Beyond the Veil is coming back for a new season this March. We're talking government sponsored mind control, walking on the edge with DMT, wild occultism and deep parapsychology, along with our signature blend of extraterrestrialism, supernaturalism and cryptid chasing.
0: Bringing you a brand new roster of
1: fascinating guests, each with their own stories and theories on the wild and the wonderful. Peer beyond the veil. Find us
0: wherever there's darkness. All right. Thank you guys so much. Uh, We are definitely really pushing uh, getting that Audible membership. Um, That's one way you can help support us um as well as don't forget it's the month of march so we are pushing our march madness uh you know fundraising event throughout this whole month reminding you to go to fearscapepodcast.com support to check out our patreon or go to fearscapemedia.com support uh, you could do single donations via pay- paypal uh, whatever it takes to help the network out or to help this specific podcast out. we would be greatly appreciative indubitably indubitably um but yeah josh so we're gonna be talking about the majestic 12 been waiting to talk about this for a long time uh let's get crackalacking
1: yeah so the majestic 12 or oftentimes referred to as the mj12 mm-hmm. um is a purported organization um you know that's really appeared pops up or like what is it the um is it Eisenhower? No, Truman. Sorry, Truman.
0: Yeah, because, um, I mean, Eisenhower wasn't far after. So
1: No, but, um, but basically it's a secret committee of scientists, military leaders, government officials uh, formed in 1947. Uh, interesting year for that to be formed um, since, you know, Roswell and such um, <laughs> by an executive order f- uh, by U.S. President Harry S. Truman to facilitate recovery
0: and investigation of alien spacecraft. Right. Though it was already said that it was in the works from Roosevelt before he died um, from things that I knew and and had already talked about. And Truman is just kind of the one that put pen to paper. Well,
1: and it's interesting because I forget what else I was watching recently, Um, but they talked about how Truman was probably the last president to know the full story the full story i've heard that too right that every president since then has been basically um they've picked and, and choo- you know chose what information they give well, them and
0: i think a lot of it was because of how eisenhower reacted to it all like eisenhower essentially heard what he heard and was like uh, hey everybody stop what you're doing aliens are real and this is messed up and i think the 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 shadow government or the higher ups or whoever's in charge there was like oh okay we 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 gotta we gotta yeah. hang back with what we say
1: <laughs> well and you know the the thing i was watching I, I i think it was that uh so there's a new um doc i think i mentioned it. i can't remember where i mentioned maybe just talking with you anyways there was a there's a new doc by greer or not it's not by greer it's got yeah greer we've talked it. yeah we talked about it yeah um and uh and in there they talk about how you know the presidents haven't been really been told and it's really the senators and stuff that really get mm-hmm. read in that's what the whole marco rubio thing is so <clears throat> but anyway so back to the mj12 um so it it originated that this whole Knowledge, if you will, of this uh, Majestic 12 uh, came to be in December 1984 when a a mysterious package with no return address uh, and an Albuquerque uh, postmark arrived in uh, Jamie Shandera's mail in North Hollywood, California.
0: Hmm. So, not anthrax, Um, because that was later
1: yeah well and, and not just a bomber either. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out there, but um another individual who uh has certain photographs that uh, supposedly of the moon that show landing on the moon and such lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico <laughs> <Johnston>. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyways i'm I don't want to get Ken in trouble, so I don't think it's right. I'm just you know but yeah. Yes. Um, so inside the package was a roll of 35 millimeter film. Uh, and when it was developed, it turned out to contain eight pages uh, of, of a briefing paper dated November 18th, 1952, hmm. in which uh Vice Admiral Roscoe Helen Cotter, Cotter, Helen Cotter, um awesome first name roscoe
0: so, oh yeah roscoe pico train
1: <laughs> uh told president-elect dwight eisenhower of the recovery of the remains of two crashed spaceships
0: hmm. that and that they talk about man and all those docs that talk about because there's a, a specific doc called like presidents and uh aliens or something like that and they talk about uh eisenhower knowing and getting freaked out
1: yeah Um, In the first of these crashes in early July 1947, authorities recovered the bodies of four humanoid beings, according to the document, which appended a copy of what was supposed to be the actual executive order. President Harry Truman authorized the creation of the super secret group called the Majestic 12. and, And the 12 comes into play because the original Majestic 12 consisted of 12 people. Um, and then basically, the, so that group was enacted to study the remains of that crash that was found in July 1847. Um, so a little uh, anecdotal information here about this MJ-12, uh, something that I saw in watching the uh, Bob Lazar uh, documentary that was recently uh, released, is that... Um, the S4 badges, the badges that, that people wore at the S4 facility where Bob Lazar worked, um, had MJ-12 in the oh, upper left-hand yeah. corner.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's not the first time that's mentioned. I'm pretty sure that um, the uh, Dolce uh, ultra-terrestrial guy, um, I think he talked about that too, about the uh, badges that they had to wear also yeah. had MJ-12 on it. But I might be making that up, but I feel yeah. like I remember that.
1: So, um, so acting on a tip from sources who claimed to represent Air Force intelligence, uh, Shandera and his associate William Moore, uh, the co-author of the Roswell incident, uh, flew to Washington D.C. So they searched the National Archives looking for references and official documents to M-Day 12, and they found a July 1954 memo from General Robert Cutler and Eisenhower (laughs) Eisenhower Eisenhower referring to an MJ-12 SSP which stands for a special studies project to be held at the White House on the 16th of that month Um, so when the document was, was released in May 1987 it sparked massive Controversy. Oh yeah. Um, and the document. So, so the information that I found said most people consider the document to be a hoax. Um, but the identity and motive of the perpetrator remain unknown. So, it's basically like saying, in my opinion, it's like saying I can't fathom this, so it must be a hoax.
0: Right. Well, it's interesting because uh, I'm sorry if you were going to talk about this, but if you go to the FBI's website, you know, you can pull up a lot of documents. And that document is there along with the documents from the FBI looking into this. Looking into Um, it. And it's weird how much redacted information there is. Yet if it's a bogus piece of nothing, why is there so much redacted information? I mean, full paragraphs full of stuff. Right yep
1: and what's interesting is i read through that fbi report and the i in the fbi report basically says we can't find any corroborating evidence to support this right but i think that's where it's interesting that they went to you know um those the national archives and found that memo specifically calling out mj-12 ssp yeah which means that there's that's corroborating evidence right so um you know it it really makes you wonder how much the FBI really looks into this stuff.
0: Well, and even then, I mean, why would they? It, it, here's the point. If it's a secret organization, it's probably kept secret from the FBI as well. Yeah. If we assume it's like that, right? So, no, you're not going to find the information or you would have found it already or you're already in on it. It's one of two there. So, I, you know, I don't know. When it comes to secret stuff, that's that's the problem with it. Is this un- unless somehow down the road like MK Ultra they come clean about it it's like we'll never really know yeah you know because it's kept a secret and just somebody well, and I, happened to stumble upon it like it seemed with mean, a Montauk I, project
1: I wonder if like the Black Vault folks have even tried to do a freedom of information for oh, like, this
0: I guarantee it I, gu- I guarantee not just them but a ton of other yeah. folks have tried to it's interesting um, that we have this Freedom of Information Act. Yet there's no freedom for that information. Uh, like the government can still pick and choose what they release.
1: You know, it reminds me. I've never heard anything about my FOA. Um, I don't think I told you. Did I tell you that I submitted one? Yeah. For, uh, to the USGS, for all and any related, um, uh, strange, weird. I think I can't remember the terminology that I use, but I tried to be as as inclusive as possible, um, for whether would return, but I submitted one for the USGS because I figure, you know that that's that's the way to go, right? Is to submit to the, like these little not little because USGS is big, but right, but you, but you know, know these you these more, these more. offshoot. offshoot agencies that you wouldn't think about like the national forestry service and things like that
0: especially with you know the two docs that are out there the missing 411 and then the hunters missing 411 i'm willing to bet you're not the first person to actually do that now yeah because there's a huge interest right now in missing persons within national parks
1: so you know it, it just but but think about those little offshoot, if you will, um, agencies of the government that still fall underneath the purview of a FOA. um, But maybe people don't think to
0: inquire. It's like I wonder if like uh, the ATF, the uh, Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms Agency, firearms are in there so would that consider alien technology like would could they have been called at some point for some sort of strange weapons they might have found I mean that's something or to think about you know just
1: explosives or anything explosives
0: like just like I'm saying so yeah it's like sometimes it's good to think outside the box for these FOA reports um, and you might be surprised what you find
1: yeah so um, basically in the spring of 1987 um, an unknown individual uh, allegedly associated with an intelligence agency Gave a British writer Timothy Good A copy of the MJ-12 document Upon learning that Good was going to Disclose its existence to the press Moore and Chandura Released their copy Along with the Cutler memo uh, You know The result was just this massive uproar right. The New York Times covered it uh, Nightline covered it. The FBI investigation. Um, and it, I mean, it's really still a topic of discussion to this day. There, there is not as many docs released around uh, the Majestic 12 um, that there are just in, you know, UFOs and generals and things like that. But I have been able to find a couple of things out there that do talk about MJ-12. So interesting. Um, but for various technical reasons. Most investigators agree that the MJ document, MJ-12 document, document is a forgery But to your point If it's a forgery Why is so much of it redacted?
0: Yeah um, <laughs> It just blows my mind <clears throat> it just blows my mind
1: um, So, you know, it, it's just So I've got some more kind of anecdotal information here um, So Shandera and his ufologist colleagues, Stanton T. Friedman, which I'm pretty sure I've seen that guy on like a couple of shows on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's
0: he's written a number of books as well.
1: Um, and wow, man, Bill Moore. Didn't you just message me about a Bill Moore guy?
0: Uh, no. Uh, it was Bill, um, something else. (laughs) Okay. Bill Cooper.
1: Bill, okay, Cooper. okay. I was like, "Man, is it that be coincidental?" I guess. Yeah, but Bill but, Cooper. That's who. Okay. I was about. Um, say that uh, they later received a series of anonymous messages that led them to find what was called the Cutler Twinning memo in 1985. While searching, while searching declassified files in the National Archives, so that's that's that memo that we spoke of earlier, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, containing a reference to the Majestic 12, that memo. Is wildly held as being a forgery. Um, but I mean, I can't I mean, how many, how many t- like this is ridiculous? Like, how much proof needs to be provided
0: before people stop saying it's a hoax? I don't I don't know. And then who gets to decide whether or not it's a forgery? I mean, that's a yeah. thing that they talk a lot about. Um, especially, you know, we've had two impeachments with Donald Trump. And so one of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, that they talked about a lot was should we have independent agencies that belong to neither party looking into things? And, and that's a civilian agency. And, and uh, these are things, too, that like, can yeah. you know, why do we not have um, civilian agencies that are get, able to get access to these that are not associates to the government to kind of do a double check, too, to show us whether or not they're legit forgeries?
1: I mean, I feel like at this point in time, this Cutler 20 memo. Or Twining, I'm not sure how the last name is pronounced. Enough detail is given on this that you could you could probably submit a FOA for this specific memo, mm-hmm. and then if you got a you know an official document back on that FOA which supports the memo existence, then to me that brings higher you know credibility to the overall Majestic Twelve documentation, right? Um. So, uh, s- uh, this uh, claiming to be connected to the United States Air Force special investigations, a man named Richard Doty told filmmaker Linda Moulton Howe, um, which you know she's really big around the whole cattle mutilation thing. Mm-hmm. And she's been yeah, she looking was on at the, uh,
0: every show. Yeah, uh, UFOs
1: for uh, a long time,
0: and on the Skinwalker Ranch, one in history, she was on there.
1: But uh, told filmmaker Linda Moulton Howe that the MJ12 story was true and showed how unspecified documents purporting to prove the existence of small gray humanoid aliens originating from the Zeta Reticuli star system mm. Doty reportedly pr- a to supply how with film footage of UFOs and an interview with an alien being although no footage ever materialized
0: <laughs> dun,
1: dun, dun. yeah sad trombone um let's see here so the only other thing that they say here is that around the memo um, there was a gentleman named Philip uh, J. Class Um, they were basically accused of being disinformation agents and so Class's investigation of the MJ-12 documents found that Robert Cutler was actually out of the country on the date he supposedly wrote the Cutler 20 memo but also I'll say these guys didn't write memos. Right. right? They're, you know, I'm, I'm going to use a, a term that's not really acceptable anymore, but at the time, that's what it was. Their secretary, right, mm-hmm. uh, would have written the memo. And then these guys probably didn't even sign it. They probably haven't had an auto signer, or in a lot of cases, the secretary was able to sign the signature of the person. So just because the guy was out of the country doesn't mean that he didn't quote unquote write the memo because it's just the nature of how things were it probably still are i mean <clears throat> uh, does you know does the president or does his you know um uh staff you know, or you know the the uh shoot what's it called this the staff that's like on his team i can't think of what it's called right now cabinet cabinet thank you You know, do they write all of their own memos? Do they type their own memos? Probably not. They probably dictate to somebody. Well, yeah. And and that person writes it.
0: Anything top secret or classified is going to remain that, you know, like they talk about how um, Cutler uh, or people looking into the Cutler incident, like tried to contact the Eisenhower Library, Presidential Library to look for those meetings. Um, and they were like oh we've been through his appointment book and and there's nothing in there that says anything about the majestic 12 but there are a number of meetings that say off the record you know because they can't put that in a library because it's still classified information Mm -hmm. so again freedom of information doesn't matter if they're not going to allow you to have that information
1: yeah well i mean Talks about it in here that you know Linda Moltenhau and Stanton T. Friedman both believed that the MJ 12 documents are authentic. Skeptics would look at that and say, Well, of course they're gonna say that because they're believers, right? Of course. Of course. Um, the skep so there is a there is a skeptic quoted that I could find, and that was Brian Dunning, uh, investigated the history of the subject and reported his findings in a 2016 skeptoid podcast episode, the secret history of majestic 12. And he cited ufologist bill Moore's suspicion that rather than a hoax perpetrated by the UFO community, the papers were actually part of a disinformation campaign of the U S government meant to deflect attention from the secret air force projects.
0: <sighs> Damn it. Cause at the same time, I'm like, well, that's maybe possible. But- well, cause especially
1: cause that I can't remember the guy's name that they talk about as part of the Dulce New Mexico stuff. But there was a guy that's like his whole job with the Air Force was to, uh, you know, produce all this disinformation. Like, yeah, he he would go to various, you know, alien cons and things like that and like get up there and just blow out all this bullshit that would just totally run, you know, and, and spin people off down a completely different path uh, away from whatever the truth was. You know, well, he, and then
0: what's what's the best way to lie to people? It's by telling the truth.
1: Yeah. Or, or parts using of the truth. parts of the yeah. truth. Yeah. Right.
0: So it's like, yeah, so there may be some real truth to all of this used in a way to create disinformation or distraction from what's legit going on.
1: So, yeah, if, if you want to look at these Majestic 12 documents, I was able to find them. They're at slash documents. Um, and you can go through and look, you know, look at there's, there's scanned copies, obviously. Yeah, this is um, a great uh, uh,
0: website, by the way. I've yeah. uh, used it quite a bit.
1: So, um, but I mean, again, I just have to say what you said. If it's if it's, so much of it is is false. Why is the FBI report have it, so much of it redacted?
0: Like, so, why? Yeah. Why is it redacted? So. I don't know. But
1: anyways, that that pretty much um, is the extent of what I could find on the Majestic 12, which which also adds to the, um, the intrigue, right? Because there's just not a lot of information out there about it, other than. These the original documents that were produced in 1947 and were provided in 1984. But since then, no additional documentation has come out to support it. Um, and, you know, again, to your point, if it's really if they really want to keep it secret, then they then they're doing things to, to keep it secret. So mm-hmm. um, and that's why a foa or whatever will never produce the result.
0: Right. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I I mean, I find it interesting though. I mean, it's like the you know the 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 twelve um, that were considered the first. Uh, some of those are some really interesting names and people. People that uh, were out there. I mean, like Lord Lloyd Berkner is one of them. He was a physicist and engineer, and inventor of. Uh, uh, he he helped be able to measure the ionosphere and stuff like that. Like you know he was. He was oh yeah, there,
1: there were. And, There were some amazing uh, scientists at the time, probably, you know, a part of Project Paperclip, which we haven't really talked that much about before. But um, but, you know, that that came over as as part of our, you know, rocket program and everything. So, I mean, yeah, there were there were some uh, serious people, right? People who uh, in order for them to be involved in in a uh, program of that magnitude had to had to have taken it seriously. Right, if it, if it, you know, if it uh, existed.
0: So a lot of people that were heavily into science engineering, uh even a few like Vannevar bush that was in um, the Manhattan Project. Um sadly not related to the other bushes. So they say. <laughs> <laughs> man, if we could find a connection to the the other bushes, oh man, conspiracies would lose their mind. Oh yeah, really. Because already, I think, uh, way back when Brad and I did the Aleister Crowley episode, there's a theory there that um, uh, Barbara Bush is a, is the daughter, secret one of the secret daughters or granddaughters or something of Aleister Crowley. <laughs> there's like some, huh. some real legit evidence that lines it up too. It's pretty crazy. Well, um, and and it's and it's funny
1: because I've seen I've also seen the Majestic Twelve be referred to as the Magic 12 with a K.
0: Mm, um, Interesting.
1: And in the original documentation, they actually call it the Magic 12 with a C, but at the time that it was created, you know, they might not have... There wasn't... Uh, probably not a, a such a big push to distinguish between Stage magic versus Mm -hmm. ceremonial magic. but
0: Well, uh, something else to tie into just coincidences like with some of them is, you know, uh, some of the um, conspiracy theory that I've uh, found is, you know, the very first super carrier that was ever created was named after one of the uh, supposed Majestic 12, uh, James Forrestal, who was the secretary of defense, um, I believe, for Harry Truman and so there are people that are like even the super carrier came from some of the technology that they found at roswell Mm. and some other places and that he was the one that figured it out like figured out to maybe we should use this in terms of what we can do in war and so they named the first one after him the uss forestall Mm. so take that buddy (laughs) <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Put that in your peephole and schmook it. Um, but yeah, very, just, there's a lot, man. I mean, I could yeah. go into each individual member like all day long, and I mean, every I, one of them looks shady as hell. I mean, you got Hill Encoder, who like, Cotter, like who we talked about, like first director of the CIA. Huh?
1: Yeah. Huh? I mean, yeah, there's, oh, that's weird. Yeah, there's a lot. Yes, there's, I mean, there are, if you look into each one individually, They're what they became, right? Mm-hmm. Their um um credentials, if you will, are very impressive. Mm-hmm. I so, mean, he was
0: also on the board of governors for uh the OG NICAP from nineteen fifty seven to sixty two. Yeah. I didn't even realize NICAP was around that long.
1: Yep. I mean those what crazy. people people used to talk about it they they say, Hey, you want to come up for a NICAP?
0: yeah <laughs> well it, you know they talk about nightcap all the time in uh alan greenfield's old zine from the 60s ufo oh yeah. Yeah. boy they scream at nightcap all the time because nightcap was so anti-contacty oh they hated contacty stuff and so they would go like gray barker and jim mosley and those guys too they would go and pull pranks on the nightcap offices <laughs> stuff like that which is why people don't believe anything right barker said right i mean it's you <laughs> do stuff like that but it was just to like get the nightcap people to be like hey contactee is potential it's 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 a potentiality
1: so it, this is interesting and i didn't realize this that i was looking into it um so general nathan Twining, twining however you say his last name mm-hmm. he was one of the 12. yeah so he wrote the memo about the meeting,
0: mm-hmm. because he was one of the twelve. Isn't that isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? I just, it, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I know yeah. we're part of the aluminum natty here, and I got my aluminum, <laughs> you know, hat on right now, my tin hat. But I mean, with as little evidence as there is out there, <laughs> this little bit is quite compelling.
1: Like I said. We have enough information um, about the 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 supposed supporting memo that was found at the National Archives to be able to go and put in a FOA for it. So I'm sure somebody has, and there somebody's just you know dragging their like like what is the general response time from a FOA? Like what is the expectation? Because. It seems like you could put one in and not hear anything for years. So. Well,
0: you know, and I and I feel like that um, in the Project Blue Book TV show that was on History, I feel like, you know, they alluded to the MJ-12 as that hierarchy that was there, yeah. that was kind of moving everything along the right. Project Blue Book. And it does. It makes you wonder how much Hynek knew and um, – uh oh god I forgot the uh the military guy's name. Um but yeah like how much you know did they go cuz you know they had to come across it. They had to a number of times they had to have seen things that led them to believe whether or not that existed. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But very interesting Josh. I appreciate you um you know like yeah. work here. There's just You know, I
1: I, know. I, and I and I and I'll, and I'll say this and I, I Anybody, anybody should go out that has an interest should go put a FOA in. It costs nothing, um, other than you know it puts your name on a list somewhere that that you put it in for Freedom of Information Act in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, what does it hurt? Uh, and if you get enough people asking for something at um, uh, different types of ways, maybe one day it
0: produces a result. Yeah. So. <laughs> Why not? Um, and, you know, then that question goes now. It's like, who's on the board now? Is it still going? If Bob Lazar is saying they're still seeing, you know, these things, who who who's on there now? You know, yeah. uh, did Harry Reid get close? You know, those are things well, you wonder. Because I know you were talking about like, you know, Rubio wanting to get read in. It's like, well, Reid was on this hardcore in front facing the public for years did he get read in because he alluded to it a little bit in uh in unidentified that he knows a lot more than he can say too so
1: well and it's also possible that just being a little uh conspiracy side here it's also possible that he didn't get read in and so he's you know attacking he's trying to get it a different way
0: hmm. yeah you know i don't know i don't know very interesting yeah. um but whatever yeah.
1: whatever produces results that's all i care about so yeah, same
0: uh again i highly recommend everyone to go to ufocasebook.com slash case files there's so much great information in there um check that out um but yeah josh we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping things up and get out of here but man holy moly dude like I, I it's funny cuz majestic it, the MJ12 is just something that keeps me up at night dude. I think about it all the time and I don't know why there's not a lot of information. We know more about things like paperclip and blue book and and project yeah. rainbow and things like that than we do about MJ12 yet. MJ12 sits on my brain all the time.
1: Well, I mean it just it, it seems like if somebody was was trying to uh use it as a hoax right if they were if they were trying to use it to sell a book sell a movie whatever the case would be it, i feel like it would have spawned up again like you know it's been 30 years or however yeah. long since 1984 <laughs> you know i i feel like it would have surfaced again with a new set of documents or whatever with somebody else trying to spin whatever so it yeah i, I just i don't know i i feel like maybe, um and maybe whoever whoever sent it from albuquerque if you're listening um y- you could drop us an email so
0: and it's like did it come from albuquerque or did they drive it up from alamogordo or roswell right <laughs> and well, drop it off at a major city so that it, they could be right a little more covered up there right
1: yeah i mean that's true too i mean they could have well for, for that matter they could have you know uh been there on business dropped it in the mail and then got on an airplane and flew anywhere so right
0: right i don't know very interesting um but yeah like i said let's let's get moving on let's get out of here um before we uh get out as usual want to get to our listener story um this one comes from a, a listener um named michaela and um this story is uh is creepy (laughs) <laughs> I'm just, just going to leave it like that. Uh, so, Michaela, this here's your story. So something creepy happened at work tonight, and I need to tell people who will understand. See, I work in a hospital. Today, I have to go to the renal ward, which is right next to, you guessed it, the mortuary. Every time I go down there, I feel sick. But today, I didn't. As soon as I stepped off the elevator... I got an instant feeling of dread. I felt felt like I was going to cry. I did what I had to and left. As I stepped onto the elevator, I got the feeling like I was going to have a panic attack and it just stuck with me, being on the edge of a panic attack. As I was walking along a long corridor, I felt something touch my leg. I thought maybe something fell off my trolley, but there was nothing there. I got into the next elevator and I got a sharp pain in the center of my back. These weird feelings kept happening to me for the entirety of my four and a half hour shift. Weird noises, something touching me, just the weirdest things. And I'll be honest with you. I think something followed me out of that initial level I was at. Now I haven't felt anything since I got home that night. But holy shit! I don't ever want to go back down there again.
1: Yeah, that reminds me of uh, when we had Tori Smith on from Paranormal Help Desk, and mm-hmm. she talks about you know she's a ER nurse and all the stuff that that she's you know scene happen or whatever so yeah i mean i i don't doubt that there's all kinds of stuff that that either sticks around or gets stuck even um at hospitals so
0: and uh yeah and i just wanted to point that out that that um comes from a listener um in australia in new south wales um so it's just you know it ain't just america it ain't Just Europe. I mean, it's it's you know worldwide.
1: Like the intro says, I mean, this is a worldwide phenomenon. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's um and and it's seemingly been around for a long time. I mean, like like Tyler said, it's like a part of our lives. That the the whole idea of it being paranormal is just a label we put on it to explain it away yeah um but it's it's part it's interwoven into our daily lives whether you realize
0: it or not yep 100 percent, man um but anyways let's go ahead and get out of here thank you michaela for uh sending that to us um there's millions of ways that you can send us your listener stories send it to fearscape podcast at gmail.com you can go to the website fearscapepodcast.com submit a sighting there Find us on any of the Facebook groups we're a part of. Hit us up and say, hey, I just posted a story. I'd love for you guys to use it. Um, or be on the lookout. Sometimes we hit you up when we're in those groups and we find some of those amazing stories. Um, but yeah, there's just so many ways for you to reach out to us and send us those stories. And yeah, it's kind of nice to be back and having a ghosty story. Yeah. right? <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, before we go, Josh, just a reminder to everyone, we are raising money for the network all through the month of March. You can go to fearscapemedia.com slash support to donate to the network out large and if you want a specific podcast that you'd like that money to go to just go ahead and mention that in your byline or shoot us a message and say hey i just donated 20 i'd like it to go to the antagonists or or what may be um you can also if you're you know if you don't want to go that route and you want to become a monthly supporter you could of uh, fearscape itself you can go to ours slash support it'll take you straight to our patreon page like we said uh we've got up you know, we've got some uh, a Tyler Strand extra interview that that's, you know, be made available for you. There's going to be all kinds of fun stuff. So, you know, many opportunities, fearscape uh, media store, you know, get a T-shirt, a mug, a sticker, whatever. Um, you can do all of those things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, Josh, uh, is there anything else you wanted to shout out to everybody before we leave?
1: Yeah, just just a reminder that, um, you know, if you can uh, review us, rate us wherever you can on your different listening platforms. Uh, I think on Facebook, there's the ability to, to rate us as a, as a page. Um, but but all of that helps. So in, and really, we we, you know, we'd like to see the feedback. It, it, it's encouraging to know that when we show up every week and record these these segments or these sessions and these episodes that, you know, you all the listeners do uh, like what we're putting out i i think the repeated you know uh coming back and listening tells us that too but also right. it's just nice to, it's just nice to hear from people that you like what we like what we what we provide in in, in our yeah content and we're we're
0: our, very sociable so you know we we're not brad pitt or anything we will absolutely engage you in a conversation tell yeah. us about your stories your your um nightmares and night hags or whatever you've got and you know if you need help let us know we'll point you towards tory or or all sorts of people to try to get you out there to get the paranormal help that we can um but we're uh, out of time so uh josh it's been a pleasure as usual um yep, same and uh i i will be seeing you in arizona very soon so i'm very excited about that i think we have one more episode before you get out here um but anyways uh we will catch y'all later thank you guys so much for tuning in to fearscape paranormal podcast here on the fearscape media network this has been stefan and just a reminder to keep your eyes on the skies this has been josh the truth is now and remember folks hold those blankets extra tight because things tend to get spooky when you're listening to fearscape good night everybody good night we hope you have enjoyed this guidepost on the road of high strangeness with us and we thank you as always for listening and joining our caravan to the weird and unknown please consider supporting us as we continue our journey to find the answers we all seek fearscapepodcast.com forward slash support you <laughs>